Once again, everybody, good morning. Happy Easter. He is risen. Good job. Good job. Uh, my name again, once again, is Chris. Uh, I'm the senior pastor here at St. Mark. And man, it is, I am, I am thrilled uh, that you guys are here. It's, my heart is filled, honestly. It's not the same without you. So thank you for making plans to spend your Easter and celebrate Easter with us this morning. Um, you know, holidays, you, you sit there and you, you think about and you reminisce on holidays gone by and holidays past. And this week, I actually uh, thought about um, an Easter that I had a couple years ago. It's just before Easter. And we had somebody over at our house that we dearly love. And uh, we were hanging out. And this person's not a believer. They're a non-Christian. And uh, while we were nursing some ceramic coffee mugs, uh, she just was coming at me with lines of questions, just question, 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 just, and I was doing my best to tread water, uh, you know, and answer her questions the best I could. What about creation? And do you really believe the Red Sea parted? And what about other religions? What about, you know, just, and I, I did my best. I did my best to answer. But every time uh, I would answer a question, I always would come back to Easter. I would come back to the resurrection. I would say, well, well, that's not why I believe, actually. It's, it's, it's not why I believe. Uh, in other words, I don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead because I read that the Red Sea parted. I believe the Red Sea parted because I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And it's different. Everything comes back to this moment where a man predicts and pulls off his own death and resurrection. And it all comes back to there. That's the message of Christianity. And so the conversation was good, and I was learning from her, and she was learning from me. And, and honestly, it was, it was wonderful. It wasn't tense and, you know, like a, you know, kind of an argument or anything like that. We were just talking, and she's a non-believer. And then she, she took a sip, and there was this pause in the conversation. So I asked her a question. I don't know if you guys do this where you just kind of open your mouth and words fall out, and you're like, ooh, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just me. Okay, so uh, I opened my mouth, though, and I didn't plan on saying it, but it, it, this, it came out. And I actually, I think it was a moment of divine inspiration. It made me look smarter than I am. Uh, and I asked her, I said, well, what do you think happened that Sunday morning? What, I mean, what do you think happened that Sunday morning? And she, you know, she put her coffee down and her face relaxed, like entirely. And um, she, she kind of looked up and she goes, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, that's not a no. <laughs> I, said, I don't know. And I encouraged her. I said, that's, that's the question you need to answer, honestly. Like all of your other questions are good and valid questions, but how you answer them is really determined by how you answer that question. What do you think happened that Sunday morning? What do you think? And after the conversation was over, I realized like not only was the question like, I, I think beautiful because the brilliance of the question is, is it wasn't like a yes, no thing. Think about how we always talk about it. Do you believe Jesus died for your sins? Do you believe Jesus is the son of God? Do you believe Jesus is the only way to go to heaven? Yes or no? Sign on the dotted line. Yes or no? And this one invited conversation. It invited dialogue. It invited investigation. What, what do you think happens? And I realized that this question is really historic. This is a question we've stopped asking in our like mic drop, bumper sticker, slogan era. 
You know, our attention span is this. So we, we, we've stopped to investigate. We don't ask this question anymore. But historically, this was the question of the early church. This was the question that repeated and resounded all across the ancient world. What do you think happened that Sunday morning? What do you think happened? Because I don't, I mean, you, you know this, right? It, nobody's outside the tomb counting down, waiting for the three, two, one. No one's doing that. All of the disciples are in hiding for fear that they'll come to the same fate as the one they followed. The Jesus movement is dead because Jesus is dead. Christianity is over. There is no Christianity. It's done. That's it. And then when they get to the tomb, I hate to break it to you, nobody says, he is risen. You win the award. You were, uh, you were tracking with me. Nobody gets to the empty tomb and goes, he's risen. They don't. They do, because, because dead people don't come back to life. They don't. And here's how I would say it. Nobody is expecting no body. They get to the tomb and they're like, what happens? Well, what do you think happens? And you see it in all four of the biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like, for instance, Mark, look at what the women say. The women ran from the tomb confused. <clears throat> what happens? I don't know what happens. Luke, he says the women were perplexed and wondering. He is a doctor. He used really big words. But they were perplexed and wondering about how the stone was rolled away. What happens? I don't know. And then what we just heard Pastor Jack read, John's account, Look at, look at what the women run back. They don't run back to the disciples and go, um, he is risen, he's risen indeed. They've got spices in hand to embalm his body for burial. And they run with their spices back to the disciples and look what they say. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know. We don't know where they've put him. We don't know what happens. That's it. Then the disciples, they run to the tomb and they want to go investigate for themselves. <clears throat> and they're running to the tomb. And one guy's faster, and he's like, slow down. What do you think happened? I don't know. I'm going to keep, and would you please stop talking to me while we're running? What happens? And they get to the tomb. And they walk away confused, wondering, what happened? And it's not until they see him that they believe. Mary sees him. And she gives him a hug and is like, don't hold on to me. Go and tell him what you've seen. Matthew tells us that the women, uh, suddenly Jesus met them and said, peace be with you. They ran up to him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. Because they saw him. Then they believed. That's the moment they believed. They didn't believe until they saw him. He rose from the dead. And then John records the next week, they're all together again. And they're talking about how this guy rose from the dead. And they, they can't believe it. And they're all together in a house. And there's a guy named Thomas who doesn't believe. 
And then Thomas, Jesus comes and appears among them. And he, 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 Jesus is like, touch me, see. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God, because he had seen. And now he believes because he saw him. And then they run and do what you do when you see someone come back from the dead. You tell everybody. Anybody who will listen, you're going to tell them. I saw a man predict and pull off his own death or resurrection. Why? Because if it's true, nothing else matters. If it's true, nothing else matters. And if it's not true, nothing else matters. But if it's true, everything he said, everything he promised, everything he said he could give, everything he said who he was, he is the way, the truth, the life. He is the Lord of life. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the firstborn of all creation. He is the good shepherd. He is who he says he is. And if we put our faith in him, we, we are saying, everything's true. He just proved it. And after they told anyone and everyone who would listen, they would walk away. And here's the conversation that happens over and over in marketplaces, kitchens, synagogues. What, what, what do you think happened? That's Sunday morning. What do you think happened? The message of Christianity was not, look at how God makes your life better. The message of the early church was not a list of rules to get God to like you. The message of the early church was, was, was not a, a, even that Jesus was a nice guy or that he died for you. A lot of people die for you. The message was simple. He is risen. And eventually, you would have to investigate for yourself what you think happened that Sunday morning. You would eventually have to because the preponderance of evidence would be overwhelming. It is intellectually dishonest to watch everything that happens and be like, I don't know. Ah, it's just that. Because what started happening defied explanation. Soon there were hundreds of people that say they saw him. Hundreds. And soon there are thousands of people who used to be in hiding and now they're emboldened and meeting in the courtyard and they don't care. Take my life. I don't care. I've seen him. And they're worshiping Jesus in the courtyard of the, of the temple. And they're doing incredible acts of charity, giving everything they own, everything they own. They're selling. I don't care. I don't need it. Nothing matters. Here, take everything I have. I want to give it to the poor. Nothing matters except him. And then inexplicable miracles start happening. And every time a miracle happens, every time there was an act of charity, they would talk about how they believe a man rose from, from the dead. They saw him. And you couldn't ignore it. It's like you could ignore, uh, you don't care about elections or whatever, but eventually you're going to feel the effect of an election. You, you, you have, at some point, you would see everything that's happening in Jerusalem. The city is turned upside down, and you've got to come to a conclusion for yourself of what is going on. There's thousands of people. They're insane charity. Incredible miracles. What do you think happened? And if you said... To, like if you were hanging out with a buddy and you were like, 
I don't know. That's just a bunch of, that's a cult. I don't, that's crazy talk. Your buddy would look at you and go, okay, smart guy. Well, what do you think happened? Because it's an event that demands a verdict. What happens? And so you would go through the low-hanging fruit of alternative theories. And then people have come up with alternative theories and tried to like wrestle with this. And, and honestly, I don't think this is a stretch of the imagination at all to say these are some of the things people talked about in Jerusalem in the first century trying to figure out what the heck happened that Sunday morning. So, for instance, let's go through some alternative theories. Maybe, maybe he didn't die. Like, right? You'd be sitting there in, in Jerusalem, you go, I don't, maybe he didn't die. Now, honestly, this is probably a, you know, modern objection. I think first century people were like, oh, he was crucified. Oh, never mind, bro. Because a crucifixion was a thorough, thorough and guaranteed death. Jesus, okay, he was lashed 39 times with a whip that had bits of bone and metal in it. And they're lashing him. He's bleeding everywhere. And then a few hours later, of ble- after bleeding for that long, he's nailed to a cross where he hangs there until he dies by asphyxiation. And if he hadn't died, they would have broken his legs to expedite the process. And then once they looked, okay, looks, and he looks dead, his color's draining, they would take a spear and puncture their lungs to produce blood and water, which they did for Jesus, and that effusion of water was a guarantee. That's, they're dead, dead, dead. Not mostly dead, dead. Princess Bride fans in here? Mostly dead. He's dead, dead. And then they take him down from the cross, wrap him in linen cloth, put him in a tomb, close the tomb with a heavy rock, and he's got to like somehow resuscitate after being punctured, <laughs> get out of his own linen cloths, roll away his heavy stone, and fight off Roman guards. And you would realize it's not likely. Okay, okay, it's not likely. Let's try, let's try some other theories. Here we go. Okay, maybe they stole his body. Yeah, maybe they stole his body. Okay, let's talk about it. Now we got to go through the suspects. Well, maybe the Jews stole him. Well, why would the Jews do that? All they would have to do is go, let's stop the shenanigans. If you look right over here, here is his body, coroner's inspection. Can we please stop all this hogwash? But they never produced a body. Okay, well, maybe the Christians stole the body. Maybe, maybe the Christians stole him. But now you have to push in on some of the problems this presents for the Christians to steal him. To perpetuate a lie, you need just a few people. But soon there's dozens and then hundreds who say they saw him. Not that the body is not there. No, they say they saw him. And then, and then to perpetuate the lie, you need people to stay in close quarters for a short period of time. And these people were exiled, banished, put in prison, beaten, murdered. And to stop it, all they had to do was say, stop, stop, I'll show you where we put the body. And they never did. Their death becomes evidence 
for the resurrection. Over and over, these people are beaten, stoned, imprisoned, exiled for what they say they saw. And to stop it, all they had to do was recant, and they wouldn't. People don't die for a lie, especially if you gain nothing. Think about their motives. What motives do they have to lose their livelihood, to lose their jobs, to lose their homes, to lose their lives? Why would you risk everything to gain nothing? Not to mention opponents of Jesus, Pharisees like Paul, who was in charge of murdering Christians, when he sees the risen Jesus, becomes the most influential follower of Jesus of all time. It doesn't make sense. And you would, you would look at this theory and go, it's not likely. It's highly unlikely. You have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to get there. Okay. Maybe it was a hallucination. Maybe it was ghost Jesus, like force ghost, like Obi-Wan comes back, you know, like Jesus appears. There's a ghost. Okay. The problem is there's no body. It's not a ghost. There's no body. He says, touch. And the problem with the hallucination is that you've got to like have a controlled circumstance or environment to repeat the illusion. And they saw Jesus indoors and outdoors, in the city and in the country, in private and in groups. And then they touched him. They ate with him. They talked with him. He even said to Thomas, he says, a ghost does not have flesh and blood as I do. See, touch me. See? And then you got the problem of a hallucination. Like if I, you know, like let's say the Easter lilies make me hallucinate something, and I see a purple elephant over here. Well, you don't see my hallucination. You don't see my hallucination. So how do you get hundreds of people and dozens of people to all see the same thing and then verify the story and talk about it later to different people? And it's like Occam's razor in philosophy. The correct explanation is the easiest explanation. And eventually it starts to emerge. Maybe he's God. And he rose from the dead. And this is what happened for thousands of people in Jerusalem. And eventually millions of people across the Roman Empire in less than 300 years. And eventually billions of believers across the century. They looked at the evidence and they considered what happened that Sunday morning. And their question of what do you think happened that Sunday morning became a statement of belief of what happened that Sunday morning. And they voiced their faith and they proclaimed, he's risen. That's it. That's the story. Now, if you're a non-Christian, if you're here today, you're just looking into this Jesus thing. Maybe this was mommy and daddy's faith, but you're just trying to figure this out. Or you got invited by somebody here. We're honored that they invited you. We're honored that you came. Thank you so much for being here. But I would like to bring you back to my kitchen table, if you don't mind. 
This is the question you need to think about. What do you think happened that Sunday morning? That's it. And if it's true, nothing else matters. And if it's not true, nothing matters. But give no sleep to your eyelids. Give all of your energy to this question. It means too much. Please. What do you think happened? Talk with people you love. Actually talk about it. Today at dinner, Easter dinner, while you're having ham or whatever, talk about this question. If you're looking for a resource, a book I recommend is The Case for Easter, written by a man who was an atheist, an investigative journalist who set out to prove that Christianity wasn't true, and it ended up becoming a believer because he dared to ask the question, what do you think happened that Sunday morning? It's called The Case for Easter. Quick read, highly recommend it. Talk about it. Think about it. Have discussions about it. It matters. And just a a word of warning, okay? It's not, I don't think, it's not going to be golden beams of light coming from heaven. You won't hear choirs of angels. You'll just kind of all of a sudden, it'll be quiet and soft, you know, realization. I think I believe this. I believe. I do. I don't, I don't understand everything, but I believe, I believe this. That, my friends, that is called faith. And that's all you need to be saved. That's why it's called grace. That's why it's so amazing. Because it's just faith that Jesus rose from the dead. And scripture says, there's a scripture that says, whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead, they will be saved. That's it. Whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and risen from the dead, they shall be saved. And so if you believe, if your questions have become suddenly a a blessed assurance, then voice it. And join billions of believers around the world and the body of believers all around you and simply respond. He is risen. Amen.